morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week. As long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! You own, you rent your home. Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Hey, welcome to CarCast. I'm Matt, the moderator, DeAndre, here with Bill Goldberg. Hello, sir. Good morning, my friend. How yeah, looking a little better, sounding a little better. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast studio is starting to come together. Uh, I know you've got some some sound ender stuff to still work on, but uh, you've got a microphone. We're going to work on uh, making sure you got the right mic stand. You can move it around and, and, and stuff, but... Uh, well, yeah, it'd be nice nice to have a desk to put it on. I'm, I, got, I got my chair from the longest yard right now being my desk, freaking roadcaster, my iPad, and the microphone. So it's all good, man. At least so, I'm I'm on my way. It's it's coming together. So we're uh, we're testing it out for the first time. So hopefully uh, for you guys listening, everything's sounding a little bit better. And I think we've we've got a little bit of room for improvement. And you're going to get settled in with the right chair and the desk and the mic stand and the sound deadener and and. Uh, then it's going to sound better than this studio. Going to have to make some upgrades over here. Oh, hey, that's what life's all about. Continually changing shit. Uh, you guys got a, a a bunch of weather. Let's just say you got a bunch of weather. <laughs> it, it they, allow- say, fam- they famously say if you don't like the weather in Texas, wait 15 minutes. They're not lying. Yeah, that's pretty much it's. It's a Midwest thing, too, because, you know, Tammy and I went to St. Louis. It was the same way. It was just like, yeah, and you get up and it's wet and it's cold. And by the afternoon, you're like, I got to put shorts on. <laughs> just seemed, Freaking it was, miserable. Uh, it's miserable. But I enjoy the shorts part. I mean, it was it's 70 degrees now. And it, I guess a week and a half ago, it was 12. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's all good. But the oh. weather reveals a few things with the building, with the big garage, right? I mean, it, it, it does, but luckily it gives you an opportunity to, to jot the things down and not wait a year from now and go, yeah, we got a little bit of a leak here and there's an air gap here and, you know, a few things to, to get worked out. But I don't know. That's not the frustrating part. It's, it's the 
getting it all done and then as you you know you know you're going to have to move cars around nine times in the next three months and yeah, nine to, times uh, in the next three weeks <laughs> you know just to uh to get things situated but the place looks good i know you got cars in there you've been using the lift you're already wrenching on stuff uh uh the the dodge truck um not the TRXs, right? You got a handful of the uh, of of other vehicles we don't necessarily get to all the time. <laughs> uh, I I think this is the one that maybe Mark Warman helped out with, and it was like it was a truck you were going to like get rid of at one point, but you're like it's the ranch workhorse, and the whole thing has got like bed liner, you know, on it. That's the one, right? It's a '99 Ram. It was a show truck when I bought it. I turned it into a, a a demolition derby tree truck. You know, I just <laughs> yeah. during the longest yard. I mean, I, I'd take a couple of the guys back on days off, and we'd just go nuts with cutting trees. And the uh, the the twenty five hundred was a workhorse. And then somebody approached me about restoring it, and I'm like, you know what? Yeah, yeah you know, let me just buy a better vehicle that you can start with because it was destroyed not destroyed cosmetically it was kind of destroyed yeah it was a little beat up long, yeah long story short you know they rhino line the entire thing uh, uh back country bumpers front and rear new suspension warman dropped a 392 crate motor in it um the thing's only got twenty five thousand miles on it. i mean it's, it's yeah we got it up we got it up in the air yesterday you know uh, uh richard way to send us the uh the exhaust for magnaflow and so we got it up in the air, took the exhaust off. We're doing, took out the tank. Uh, and it, the thing is amazingly clean. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, I just wanted to dump it because it's been sitting, you know, by the barn for the last three years. But uh, we pulled it over here with my Polaris yesterday. <laughs> and got, it, got it in, got it up in the air. And it's like exciting, man, because it's, you know, something I haven't touched in a number of years. And the, the motor's probably got 50 miles on it. Yeah, that's and, what I was thinking. Uh, I mean, I, I I reached out to Gearhead Fabrications, Mario down there, and I'm like, listen, dude, you're going to come up and, and hook my Hellcats and stuff up here next month. Why don't you bring me a supercharger for this 392? <laughs> it needs a little pep. Hey, guys, let me tell you about O'Reilly Auto Parts O-Rewards. It's O-Rewards bonus points month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. You can shop in-store or online to get points or rewards sent straight to your phone or inbox. The guys are all laughing in, this, in, the, in the box over there because – I, I hear them in the middle of my ad. That's reading this. Uh, it's a rally over reward points. You can get two, three, four times bonus points on selected purchases to get you to your next reward level even faster. You can receive $5 reward for every 150 over rewards points. And if you're already an over rewards member, but you're not receiving your rewards, just add your email or your phone number to your account and you'll automatically get the 10, an, an extra $10 reward just for updating your existing account. You sign up is quick and easy at O'ReillyAuto.com or go in store. Again, it's O'ReillyAuto.com or just pop into the store and sign up for the O-Rewards program. So, uh, you know, um, not only are we getting it back into shape, we're gonna, we got to add some horsepower, man, because it's not a prototypical vehicle of mine if it doesn't have 500 plus. So Right. And, but, and that's... You're going to keep that on the ranch. That's still going to be the workhorse. Now that it's got the you know the bed liner all over it. I mean, it's clean, but you know. Oh you, yeah, you it's got, absolutely a tank. I mean, I yeah. built it 
to be the ranch truck. But the problem is, is that now with a 16 year old son, yeah, I'd say there's 20 kids waiting in line to buy that truck. And I'm not kidding. I, I didn't know those trucks were that appealing, but you know, out here in Texas and I guess everywhere else, those, those old Rams are, they're not a dime a dozen. Like I thought they were, um, they're, they're fairly sought after. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep it and work its ass off for a little while and then see what happens. Yeah. Now they love it too, because it's now it's super clean and it looks tough with the bed liner all over it. And you got the three and it's got 37s it. on it. Yeah, it's, it's got, got 37 lift. And, you know. and it doesn't look like anything else out there really. So, I mean, and it's got the cool fucking engine in it and stuff. So it's, it's bitching, man. Yeah, it's and a, wait till it's, I supercharge it. It's, it's a cool fun. truck. Yeah. It's, it's a cool truck. And, and all the young kids with, with the Broncos and the Jeeps and stuff, those are nice and those are fun and they're new and they're warranty and, but there's still something about the, you know, the big, the big bad lifted, you know, kind of bulletproof, almost bulletproof truck. Oh, excuse me, that's yeah. uh, that's kind of cool. So you dragged it with the Polaris because you needed to like drain the tank and stuff. It's not that it doesn't run; it runs, right? No, yeah, it runs for sure. For sure, I needed to drain the tank. I mean, the gas had been sitting in there for God knows how long. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have to deal with it. So we pulled it over with the six wheeler and. Uh, it was pretty easy, pretty fun, and um, got that tank out. That's the longest, most strange-looking tank I think I've ever seen. Yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, we're on our way. Today we'll put, install the uh, exhaust and get the uh, fuel pump, new fuel, fuel pump put in and get her back on the road. And how, for projects like this, how much do you, do you get Gage involved? Is, is Gage helping out with – I wish he was. I, I, I wish he was, but nine nine tenths of the work's done before he gets home at eight o'clock every night. You know, I mean, this mm-hmm. kid leaves at six thirty and gets home at eight because he trains, you know, football and baseball every day, no matter what season it is. So, um, I have not had the opportunity to get that kid's hands dirty on this truck yet. But if he if he thinks that I'm going to sell it to any of his friends, then he's going to get. Damn knuckles deep in it. I well, can tell you. That. I mean, you talked about maybe a supercharger. That could be a weekend project together. You know, I know yes. he's busy on the weekends as well, but I it could be a weekend project together. You gotta. I, I, I listen. Living on the ranch builds character. I get that. You know, uh, and and playing the sports and doing well in school, all the things he's supposed to do. And there's a social aspect of it. Him and his kids, and his, you know, his friends. Um, and, and they work out together and they, you know, I get all of that, but you gotta be able to bang up your knuckles a little bit on the car <laughs> and, you know, oh, hell yeah. You, gotta be able to, you got this place here. I mean, come on. Yeah. I, I, I was, I, yeah, I will say, I will say that in a very short period of time, this kid went from, you know, cause we got the wash bay in the back and mm-hmm. he's, that's attracted he and his friends more than anything, whatever you can do to get him get him involved right but the first time i'll never forget the first time i had him wash his bronco it took him like 10 minutes right you know i mean he gets part of it wet and then he soaps up you know probably 50 percent of it and then it looks like shit afterwards yeah right he washed his car two days ago and it may it probably took him an hour good i mean he is so (laughs) meticulous and it, it seems like he's taken pride in it so Whatever it takes to get these kids involved, get their hands dirty, 
Um, if it's slower than normal, that's fine. As long as he gets around and, and like I said, gets knuckles deep in it. But you're right. And having, having some pride in, in your possessions, have him respect the truck and take care of the truck and, and earn his way to future vehicles. Who knows what, <laughs> right? I was very, I was, it's a very small detail, but I was very proud of him, how much yeah. he's taken possession and taken ownership of you know the aesthetics of the vehicle and hopefully uh, mechanically you can start learning as well yeah um well that's good well listen i i it's an interesting project i think the truck is cool because i remember we talked about it uh a, a, f- a few years ago when i think warman was doing the engine swap and and yeah there <laughs> it was wasn't a, the easiest it wasn't swap the easiest swap I, re- I remember it having some <laughs> issues and i think uh, uh he was just like i don't know why i took on this project at all <laughs> it's funny because when you're those guys with the tv shows you know uh, Something gets pitched to them or they get an idea in the head and the producers love it, but the producers don't got to do shit on that truck, right? So they go, oh, you know, it'd be funny. Let's invite, let's invite Bill back and let's, let's do an engine swap in his truck. And then they're like, that's a great episode. It'll be fun. It was like, what, what is shit show yeah, on a project? Not, not that project. easy, dude. Yeah, it's yeah. not that easy. Warman's in the back going, what? what? Yeah. Uh, 392 and a 99 Dodge? He's like, why? What's the point? Why? I mean, it's cool now, but like, he's, why? He's got, he's done some really (laughs) great restorations and builds and stuff that this one didn't, it's not his. This one's definitely a step backwards. (laughs) Not quite his cup of tea. And I like Warman. We'll have to check in with him again at some point. I know he's got, uh, a uh, show coming out on on Speed. You guys are all involved with uh, with the reboot of Speed Channel, and I know Warman's going to be involved. So we'll uh, uh, when there's more announcements and stuff, we'll hit some of that stuff and and invite some of the guys from those shows back out here and see what's going on with them. Absolutely, you know, a little bit of cool news over the weekend. We signed a big deal with Amazon on for Speed Vision, so it's going to be across three of their platforms, um, and uh, you know. Things are things are moving along, man. Things are definitely moving along in the right direction. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to rub shoulders with a lot of people in the industry at uh, Barrett Jackson this last weekend, but uh, had a, uh, a friend fall ill and I had to leave. But uh, there are many times and many places to rub shoulders again. So um, things are things are looking up. Yeah, I, it was unfortunate that you had to go. I just it was all all day Saturday. It was like, where's Bill? Where's Bill? Where's Bill? Where's Bill? It's like he had to go. He had to go. Sorry, he had to go. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, super unfortunate. It, it was it was a good event. Uh, we recapped a lot of it um, last week. Um, it was good. I it was the numbers were 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 down a little bit overall. Uh, you know, last year was high. But such huge numbers that it's not. I mean, it was like two hundred million last year, and like one hundred ninety million this year. It's just just fantastic volume. You know, keep in mind the year before that was the COVID year, and it was half as much. It was a hundred million. You know, it wasn't two hundred million. Um, uh, How many cars went through? Do you know? I I want to. Uh, I had that number. Um, I I don't r- recall what it was. Uh, like twenty five hundred or something, or yeah, maybe or it was, less. Maybe it was nineteen hundred. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to see, check my my notes and see if I can go back and and find it. Um, Anything pop out, you know, sale wise? 
Uh, there were some things that were high, and there was a few things that were we were surprised that were that were low. Um, I was there with uh, uh, with we didn't, the full crew wasn't wasn't there, but Brad Fanshawe was out there with us, um, and uh, a few of his uh, car broker buddies, and and they were trying to buy this really cool Baldwin Motion sixty eight uh-huh. Camaro. Um, and uh, his friend has the Yanko, and uh, I forgot what the other one was, but he has the 67 and then the 69, but he doesn't have a Baldwin motion, and he's missing 68. It would have just slotted perfectly into that Was collection. it a Camaro or a, or a Corvette? It was a, it was a Camaro. Yeah, it was a 68 Camaro. So Brad has a Baldwin motion Vega, which not many people <laughs> know about, and that's a cool that's a cool piece because they're, it's pretty, pretty rare. Probably not as valuable as the Camaro because the first gen Camaros are so desirable but I, you know they they thought they were going to get up there and go for 450 get into this car it went fast it it I think it went for 580 and this guy was like ah, and he and he missed it because they they were on the stage and they were bidding and uh and and Craig was up there, and there was a couple of bidders, and it was going fast, and it got above what they wanted to pay, but they were still in, and they they, they paused to like take a look at it again, and before they turn around, they're like five eighty <laughs> sold. Now I'm not saying he could have got it for five eighty. Whoever's bidding against them maybe could have gone to six six fifty, and it wouldn't. And maybe they still didn't get it, but it was literally one of those movements. And then they turn around and Craig like shrugged. He's like, I thought you were in. And they're like, we were in. And it was like, well, this is the fast paced world of car auctions. And listen, that, that kind of stuff happens. Uh, that was a cool car. You kind of miss an opportunity, uh, uh, to get it, even though it was a little bit more than what they wanted to spend. The the one that I surpri- that surprised me, I brought this up on the show um, last week as well, was uh, Chicane. This is the car that Troy Trepanier built for the guys from Billet Specialties. Um, it was it, – it's, it's a 400 cubic inch twin turbo fuel-injected car, fantastic, did power tour a bunch of times, became sort of the poster car for Billet Specialties. This is a build that Troy Trepania did maybe twenty years ago. Yeah, I was uh, going to say. And it 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 just always was a fantastic car, just a beautiful car. What it go for two ninety? And yeah, it was like it was. I think all in it was like two hundred ninety grand. And the the owner of Billet Specialties actually sent it back to Troy. Troy blew it apart and cleaned the whole thing up and repainted some stuff and put it back together just to sell it. That oh, alone shit. probably cost what this thing sold for. Uh, so I, I don't know why this wasn't a $750,000 buy. Um, honestly, this is one of those moments where I, I don't think it was treated well. Uh, you, you see this in the entertainment industry where somebody goes, oh, I, I did this really fantastic movie and it just got lost in the marketing. Like it didn't get the backing. Nobody knew about it. And this is one of those cars where it had the normal one-page spread. Uh, it had a nice write-up on it and a few small images. And what it really needed was the two-page like – 
full spread with the detail shots of all underneath it and some of the historical photos and it, it needed to be pitched more in the catalog. Now, I know there are a bunch of people there that knew what the car was, but this is a 20-year-old build. This isn't a two-year-old build that you know Ring Brothers did or Chip Foose did and it ended up at Barrett-Jackson after it got promoted at SEMA and Power Tour and and you know, good guy, street machine of the year, and it was still fresh in everybody's mind. This was a 20-year build, 20-year-old build that people kind of lost sight of and just thought maybe it wasn't the real car, maybe just another really nice uh, Chevy Biscayne or or something, right? They didn't really think it was that one. So I, I think it got a little lost in in the lack of marketing. Now, I, I had, uh, remember Dwayne from uh, Boyd Cottage? Sure, yeah. Show? Yeah, but Dwayne was over here yesterday, and he brought that car up to me. And what was kind of interesting to me was he—he's like, you know, that's a pretty decent number for a twenty-year-old car. And I'm like, listen, man, to be honest with you, if it if it sold for like sixty or eighty less than what it originally sold for, why keep a hold of a car like that for twenty-something years if it's not going to appreciate? Yeah, listen, I you know. I'm not picking on Kevin Hart, but Kevin Hart bought that Corvette for a ridiculous amount of money, $700,000 or $680,000. And then you saw the car. I saw the car. Unfortunately, it it was hyped up too much. It was not that great of a car. It really needed to be redone. And I think he spent a fortune redoing the car just to protect his investment on it. Uh but that was that was an example of somebody didn't do the homework. They got caught up in the hype. They were filming a TV show at the time. Somebody else in the room who didn't know what they were doing was really bidding that thing up. Uh, and you know whoever was selling that car won the lottery on selling that car. And whoever bought that car, unfortunately, uh, got a basket full of problems. Got a got a handful of problems for sure. Uh, the opposite happened with with Chicane. That was a stunning car from every nut and bolt from the ground up on that thing. Underneath it, if you crawled underneath that car, in and out of that car, that thing was was amazing. It was amazing twenty years ago, and then I got refreshed, put back to you know its newness twenty years ago, and sold for less than half of what Kevin Hart paid for that Corvette. I, somebody bought this car for probably less money than what Kevin Hart put in to refresh that Corvette. Oh, 100%. <laughs> you know? No question. So, uh, those were some standout ones. And there are some things that you kind of expect. There was two uh, you know, 4GT carbon fiber edition cars. They both went for like $1.32 million each, almost exactly the same. Um the Ferrari F40 uh, uh, went for yeah 2.75 million. Uh, there was a you know um, uh, the modern su- supercars and stuff. They did what you expected. The other one that was kind of interesting is there was a '66 Shelby Mustang, and this is the notchback, not a fastback. And this is one of those where the story became interesting. Uh, this is a car that Shelby built for Ken Miles to race. Ken had died 
before he got a chance to race the car. Now, the car went out and ended up with a privateer and ended up racing. Uh, they didn't really win anything notable, but this was a car that was built for Ken Miles. And because Ken Miles is a name we know – you can move that now, Ben. Thanks. Ken Miles is a name we know now because of the film, right, uh, Ford v. Ferrari, but not necessarily a name outside of our car world uh, that was very famous. He wasn't a builder or a celebrity. He, you know, he's not a, you know, a, a Carroll Shelby or you – know, But if you know, you know. Right. If you know, you know. But ironically, I watched the movie again last night. Yeah. Well, so then, and again, you realize what a great story he has, but he was never the front man for anything. And he had kind of a goofy look and, and, you know, and he wasn't even, uh, the big marketable, you know, Mario Andretti of the day, right? Mm -hmm. He, so for that reason, and I was talking to Adam about this, I was like, for that reason, there's not a lot of memorabilia surrounding it. He didn't have this company and this brand, you know. There are so there are very. He's not even a Steve McQueen or even a Paul Newman, right? They there are so few things that were a Ken Miles thing, right? Mm-hmm. That this particular car, just attaching that Ken Miles story to it, um, went for seven hundred and seventy thousand dollars. And, and the car itself is worth twenty two thousand, and the rest is 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 the Ken Miles story, and it is not even a car that he raced and won shit in. It wasn't like hey, Ken Miles raced this, you know, at Sebring or he raced it. At- Did he ever drive it? It didn't didn't get a chance to drive it. He was there. He was involved. He was at Shelby. They built it for him. He was gonna that was gonna be the car for the next season, and you know, at the end of the movie, you see when he when he when he died. Never got a chance to race that car. So I don't know. They sold it or something. But just because there's not a lot of Ken Miles stuff out there, uh, it it racked up the value. Uh, um, Aaron Shelby was out there with us. He did a lot of work over the weekend moving Shelby cars and promoting the charity and raising money and doing all that stuff. Uh, But he was up on stage for this and he came back and he was like – that was that was great, right? I was like, I thought that was a four fifty five hundred thousand dollar car. He's like, my thoughts exactly. Actually, Adam and I had him on Carcast last week. He's like, I thought it was a five hundred thousand dollar car. Getting seven hundred, you know, plus the VIG seven seventy on that car was was big money spent. And I don't think that's bad money though. I think there, there's not anything else out there that is that car. That is a special car. That is the only one with that story. And I, I. You know, all it's a big dollar amount. Will it be a million dollar car one day? You know, who's who's to say? But I I think it has the potential to do that. Um. Anyway, so those were uh those were some interesting cars after the weekend. Um. What was the biggest charity car that uh, the, you remember? The, the biggest charity car. Uh, I don't know. It was on the top ten list. I might have it. Uh. Just that you remember. I mean, anything that stood out. Um, The 2024 Mustang, like the VIN 1 Mustang, I think was $490,000. Yeah, I think that was it. So for the charity cars, the Shelby, the 2021 Shelby Super Snake built by Accounts Customs. to benefit Camp Freedom, that one was three hundred and fifty thousand. Um, yeah, so the, the 
The 24 Mustang GT VIN number one, 565,000. 490 of it goes to JDRF. Um, Colin Powell's 2015 Corvette was 200 grand. So the Hummer, the new Hummer, the little pickup truck version or the big one, that one was sold for charity a year or two ago. And now they did VIN number one of the SUV version of the Hummer, right, with the closed back. And that one went for 500000 and they did another Ford Lightning, a 2023 Lightning um, for the uh, Fighter County Found- Fighter Country Foundation, 275000 So um, there wasn't like a big million-dollar one. Um, but they all did – they all did fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I <laughs> I got into this a little bit last week, but now that you're here, I kind of wanted to, to – to get into this as as well. But I came back into town, uh, got a call from the guys at Galpin Autosports, and they said, hey, good news. Um, The tuning issue, uh, uploading that tune into the Mustang Mach 1, uh, we think we've got it figured out. Uh, The issue was like the computer wasn't taking the tune, and we – Basically went back and forth and back and forth with the tuners and you know uh, emails and go- they just finally had to go through every line of code to see what was going on. And sure enough, there was one, one little thing, bad line of code that prevented it from accepting the tune, but not on all cars. It's just – I don't want to say it's a computer issue. It's probably a software issue. But there's probably something in the Mustang Mach 1s where the factory code in those computers might have a slight variation. It could be something as simple as one line of code is simply before or after another line of code. Not even mm-hmm. change, just just the order of things. And as it loads and starts to ping, it runs into this roadblock. You know, it starts to upload, 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 and then it's like upload failed, right? It could, you know, you've seen this like when you're updating your phone or, or something on your computer and it gets Is like- Is it at the beginning or the ending of the- Yeah, the, it, it's usually <laughs> at the end, right? It's usually yeah. at the end. <laughs> and that's why everything takes so long. So um, it seemed like it, it accepted the, the tune. Uh, I said, great. Um, I said, feel free to drive it, put a little bit of miles on it, just make sure you think it's working good, get it up to temperature, bring it back in, check for leaks, get the alignment done. And uh, and I said, you know, do it, take a, take a couple days. They said, you know, thank you very much. We'd like to do that. And then uh, I just uh, went over there and, and picked it up. Now, it was, you know, L.A. traffic and I had to drive it home, but I – there we go. We got a twin turbo Mustang Mach One. Uh, it, it fired up. It sounds fantastic. Uh, I was expecting it to be quieter. I thought, uh, I, I thought the turbos would really kind of quiet it up. Uh, it already has the the MagnaFlow exhaust on it. Um, I didn't check all of the settings when I was driving it if if the valves were open or not. So maybe that's why it had a good sound to it. Um, but. I I wasn't sure what to expect, but it is interesting. It is easy to drive. I thought it would be nuts. It's easy to drive. It's docile. I, I pulled it out of the parking lot and I 
drove around and got it up onto the freeway. I didn't want to be the the, the asshole that like has one tenth of a mile on it, and then I spin it out on an on ramp and hit a fucking pole. I was like, I don't want to do that. So I was I was just rolling into it. I just wanted to feel what the power was like without getting cocky with it, right? I just I didn't know if if I tip in a little bit on that accelerator, if it's going to break loose or is it going to roll into the power? You know, well, you and, sound like me and my twin turbo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Like I I. I don't want to break the goddamn thing or myself in the process or anyone else around me. Uh, so I, I was rolling into it and, and as you get a little bit of RPM, you start hearing those turbos and you get that shitty grin, shitty grin on your face and you're like, yeah, this is going to be fun. This is, this is going to be nice. And, and your uh, butthole's puckering at the same time. Yeah. And, you know, and, it it definitely it, it's making some power. It felt really good. Uh, uh, incredible noises, and to be able to hit that 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 twin turbo sound coming out of the Mustang is such a fantastic identifying uh, piece. Because very rarely do you get Mustangs with turbos on them. It's so easy to supercharge, and they superchargers work so well. And honestly, mm-hmm. that would have been an easy route to go. I just wanted to do something different on this car. I've got other supercharged cars. Uh. And it it seemed great. Now I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put a few more miles on it, and you know get it up the temp. I'm gonna bring it back in, and I'm just gonna check for leaks and make sure everything is working properly. And then um, I am gonna bring it over to uh, to Ray McClellan's shop at Full Throttle Customs. We're gonna put it up on the dyno. We're gonna just check the code uh, to see that is everything sort of up to his. Specs, I guess you could say, uh, and I want to get a. I just want to get a dyno number on it. I, I, I feel like after all of this, all of this talk about the car and doing that kit and everything on it, that uh, we need to end this thing with an actual rear wheel horsepower number. Uh, yes, I, I think, you know, I, I think it'll make somewhere in the seven to seven fifty range, you know, maybe at the crank, we'll we'll see. I mean, it, it feels strong. It doesn't feel uncontrollable strong. Once I got it back home and in, into the neighborhood of my my warehouse area, uh I was able to lean on it a little more to figure out where it's gonna break those tires, you know, loose. And uh and it it definitely it can do it. Um but it it sounds great. It's it's fun to drive. Uh, I'll I'll get some videos of it, and I'll um, I'll do I don't know maybe a, a few videos to kind of walk through finally uh, what we did to this car. I, I there's still some other things. The audio system and stuff has all to be kind of dialed in. We got to make a few changes on um, on that to. Uh, we did a bunch of stuff quickly for the SEMA show, but I have different thoughts on the speaker grills that I want to change up. And uh, we didn't get to put the the calibration in the DSP. We didn't tune it. I have to. I have. The, I have microphones, and and I'm kind of a, a fanatic with that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm going to dial that in at some point as well. Um, because we rushed it, and we just plugged everything in. You know when you open the door and the key is in it, it's got that ding, ding, ding. Now that it's going through the audio system, it's like the volume has been turned from a 3 to a 10. You open the door and it's ding, ding, ding. It's so loud. And there's uh, uh, one of the um, – I think the center channel wasn't plugged in or the, or the, the alerts from the phone because I – 
the car has a center channel in the middle of the dash. And when you're using like CarPlay and it reads a text message or gives you directions, it's up kind of center stage in the car. But for for some reason now, it's using like a right rear speaker. So I'm like, what? where did that come from? I'm like, gotta, uh, it's like text message from Gold, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And it's, it's it's in the back corner. And I was like, I can't hear it. <laughs> you know, so the ding is too loud and the and the CarPlay notifications are too quiet. So uh, we got to go through and... And uh, make sure you know the the balance and the fader and everything are all plugged into the right places. You're down stuff. to the yeah. final details, yeah. man. I, I I don't mind it. Like you said, I, I don't mind it. Like I know you're doing this with your garage as well, working out some of the bugs. Like I can't wait to hear this system at its full potential. It's got an amazing, amazing you know Focal audio system in it. Uh, but we'll get that dialed in, and then I got some thoughts on speaker grills that um, I think I can get something t- to work that's already made. If not, um, I talked to uh, our friend Chris Brown. He's the car designer that's been working on my Ford Lightning, the door handles and the mirrors that we he did in CAD, and we 3D printed, and we machined at EVOD and, and stuff. And I talked to him about it, and we think we can 3D print um, the, the type of grills that, that we need. If I use them in plastic, uh, we can 3D print them. But it's tough to get like very, very tiny, precise holes uh, like like you would in a speaker grill. So we could we could 3D print it. The holes won't be perfect, but we can get the fitment in perfect. And then we can go back and have those machined and bill it or something if we needed to. I'm going to see first if I can get these uh, the Focal grills to work on there and – uh, and that'll be it. So we're gonna we have some thoughts on where we're gonna bring the car. I think it's gonna come out to Fabulous Fords Forever, and uh, it's a big Ford show in April. Um, I think it's gonna go back out there in the Anderson Composites booth. Um, but uh, it's it's a cool car. I think you would like it because, like your like your stick shift car, your um. Your skinny fender, uh, the Hellcat. You got. Don't the, have any of those anymore. Don't have any of those anymore. They're all wide. They're all wide. They're all wide bodies now. Yeah. Um, the carbon, I, fi- the carbon fiber car that that uh, that Speedcore built. Yeah. You know, when I got the Mach One, the GT five hundred was out, and the GT five hundred was was more money. But I was like, you know, you get the really cool engine, and the DCC transmission is awesome, but. I probably wouldn't end up doing anything to that car. I mean, you could. There's a calibration on the DCT that Shelby American has done that's actually really good. You can, you can tune it. You could get easy 800 horsepower out of it. Um, but I thought we could do something a little different, and I don't know how many future iterations of these uh, of these cars, even the gas powered ones, any supercar going to have a manual transmission anymore and when the Mach 1 came out and they said it's going to have the Tremec transmission pulled from the GT350 uh, not the weaker one the Getrack transmission that's in the you know the GTs and I think the bullet didn't have the Tremec either um, this seemed like the recipe was there it was like you know it's got the good transmission and it. it is a manual uh, I think that would be the car to get. And I'm happy I got it. I like that car a lot. And then doing the twin turbos with the manual is 
actually very different than a GT500 that's supercharged with a paddle shift DCT, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Jesus. Um, a completely different animal. And and yes, I could I could go anywhere right now, you know, with money in my pocket and buy a GT500. I'm not going to find another twin turbo Mach 1. So um, plus, it was fun to build. We brought it to SEMA, and I had some thoughts on how to do the hood and the paint and the whole thing, and that worked out great. And and you know, it's got a good look to it. So um, I'm very happy with that. Uh, the HRE wheels that you saw, I thought that satin bronze turned out fantastic with that color combination. So you know, I'll I'll get it all cleaned up, and I'll get the audio system dialed in, and we'll get some videos and stuff put out on that on that car up on social media and stuff and i think it's um it'll be a it'll be a fun piece and i'm excited about bringing it out to some events and let people see it i'm told it's it's funny because you talk about the like the stereo and i'm sitting here running all the cars through my mind that i've had up on the lift in the last two weeks Mm -hmm. and i don't have stereos anymore i used to care about the sound i could care fucking less I don't even have XM in my cars. Yeah. I, tr- I truly don't. So it's weird how you can go from one end of the spectrum to the next in like a turn of the page. Because I used to, I mean, I used to juice up every stereo and every vehicle that I had. But now I could, ca- I could absolutely care less. It's you weird. Know, yeah. I Listen, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. Like when, you know, when I was 15 16 uh i was i was down i was building systems before i even had cars right uh, even when we were in our 20s you know and i, I mean it- i loved it and then over the years i got i'm not i'm not great at it but i i got a little nerdy i started getting more into the the processors and to the dsps and the programming of it and you know i i do have sort of an inexpensive sort of rudimentary version of 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 the of the microphone, so I can tune a system. Um, in my '95 Lightning, I've got a small system in there. It's 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 really good equipment, but not super over the top. I've got JL Audio VXI amps. Um, I plug it into my laptop. I mount a, a, a you know it's a standard cab two door. There's not a whole lot I can jam in in there. I, I I did basically stock replacement speakers and the doors in the back, and then I did on the A pillars. We custom made them and we put put tweeters in there. And I put a touchscreen, and then you know one one sub, and I dialed it in a little bit. But you're right; so many new cars have really wonderful sound systems to them that it doesn't seem like there's a lot of room for improvement. Um, but yeah, I don't remember back, and I don't remember back in, in the '90s uh, having vehicles coming out with Harman Kardon yeah. freaking stereo systems by any means. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, all my Dodges sound good, man. They put it this way. They sound good enough. There's so many other areas that I've been concentrating on. Not to say that it's a, I'm just saying for me, I could care less. And it's funny because I just like woke up and one day it's like, okay, I don't care about stereo anymore. I just, maybe it's because you got 15 cars with freaking separate XM, you know, in serious yeah. uh, memberships and you got to pay for each. You know, I finally just said, you know, the hell with it. I'm done. And, but it, it, it's just weird. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm not in my car for long enough to, to really care about it, but I don't know. I'm usually just driving now. Yeah. You know, with, with the Mustang, 
I went with um, – I teamed up with Focal, uh, Focal Audio. They, they make their stuff in France. Very, very nice stuff. Um, I'm, I'm so happy with the quality and the sound of their stuff. Um, and I've done a few upgrades to audios on almost all of my cars over the years. Uh, but this one we did from the ground up. We did a, a big install on this. Same factory head unit. I didn't take anything out of that. The, the, there's there's audio integration, factory integration now that works well enough um, that I can control everything there. Because now like your your highs and lows, your bass, treble, and all that stuff, it's all done through the DSP that we – so so all I'm doing is, is I'm going to the factory head unit. I have a device that now cleans everything, the audio. I just flatten everything out on that head unit. Gives me fresh audio into my DSP, into my amps. But the, you will re, you do realize you do a nice system that's well thought out with good quality shit. And then you realize, oh, this does blow away any factory system. You get you you jump into a brand new Porsche and you pay thirteen thousand dollars for that boom master whatever audio upgrade in that thing it's still a night and day difference like i don't Mm -hmm. i don't like if you if you're into audio and you do pay attention to what's out there you still really can't be a well-planned well-tuned aftermarket audio system it's it's oh, there's it's, no, it's there's really no tough question. to do that you know but that's that's the same thing that's like you know uh getting in shape and training like you know you you know your body and you got to be able to do a custom solution for you if you literally Absolutely. just opened up a men's health magazine you just did whatever the five workouts are that guy does who knows what it's going to, to do and it probably is going to be fine but until you dial in your own thing you won't realize how much potential there is out there and uh it's all about personalization yeah like anything else um so i'm i'm uh i'm excited about getting that fully dialed in and 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 um part of it is 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 that that pride that we talked about earlier with gauge is I'm having oh, yeah. these guys build the system, and uh, once we get all of the analog stuff done, all of the wiring, the sound treatment, all of that stuff is done, and it works you know, right to left, front and back, and we lower the ding noise and all that stuff, then I'm going to program the DSP myself, and uh, you know, I'll, get some, I'll get some help. I'll get some, some advice from the guys who have done it a million times, from Focal and Moscone and, you know, and a few installers, and but I, I want to do it myself, and I know I'm going to end up doing it three or four times as I <laughs> dial it in. You know, uh, you know that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. But um, all right, so uh, I think we're going to wrap things up. What do you, what do you think? I think we're. Uh, I think it's great because I got to go pee, and I didn't build. <laughs> I didn't build a bathroom inside of my podcast. <laughs> you didn't build a bathroom. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, there's enough bathrooms in the garage. There is. There's uh-huh. a urinal about 40 yards away. All right. Well, now you're going to get your cardio and you're going to sprint on over there. All right. Thanks. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. We're going to wrap it up. Until next time, keep the air in the spare and the bag in the wheel. For the latest updates and call-in times, follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CarCast Show. If you'd like to write in, fill out the form on CarCastShow.com. And don't forget to give us a nice rating on iTunes. CarCast is a Corolla Digital production and is produced by Chris Loxamana. 
For more information, visit carcastshow.com. Do you own, do you rent your home? Sure you do. And it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling your policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you have so much to do already around your home. Why not make it easy? Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see just how much you could save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. All month long on Pluto TV, stream the biggest Tyler Perry movies free. Watch your favorites like Medea's Witness Protection and Medea's Big Happy Family. Join Tyler Perry as he goes on a couples retreat with Sharon Leal in Why Did I Get Married? Or Idris Elba and Gabrielle Union in the Tyler Perry directed film Daddy's Little Girls. Plus, Pluto TV has hundreds of channels with thousands more movies and TV shows available on live and on demand. Download the free Pluto TV app on all your favorite devices and start streaming now. Pluto TV, drop in, watch free.